0: going on youth workers paul turner here from the discipleproject.net and your host of the youth ministry motion podcast so glad you could join me today i hope that the weather is as beautiful in your part of the world as it is in mine uh, it's a little rainy, but I like it that way. I just, I just have that feeling that sometimes a good, just kind of drizzly rain kind of reflects the way I feel on the inside, right? I don't know. Is anybody else like that? And if you are brand new here to the podcast, thank you for checking it out. Appreciate your attention today. And if you're a regular, as always, I appreciate your attention, listening in and being a part of the program today. Not a lot of fluff up front today, but I will tell you this, that today's episode is brought to you by my monthly monthly. mentor. If you're not uh, aware of it, I have a coaching program third Tuesday of every month and our inaugural session is going to be starting Tuesday, April 19th. That's just going to be a week from this coming Tuesday. So if you are interested in a monthly coaching group where you can learn in community, uh, it's going to happen from 11 a.m. to 12 p.m. Central Standard Time and all for the cost of a streaming service. And so if you are wanting to get your question answered, you want to be in a group Group with people from different backgrounds, different denominations, uh, different experiences, then this is going to be the group you want to be in. There'll be fun, there'll be surprises, there'll be freebies, there'll be all kinds of good things that are going on in that group once a month. So I hope that you will check it out. There'll be a link down in the description below and we'll have a good time together. One other reminder is that this is the last week that if you are interested in winning a $25 gift card from Amazon, you're going to want to go down to the link down in the show notes and do it because the review take time to pop up so it'll take about three days so if you're listening to this today monday The 11th. uh, If you leave your review today, uh, it'll take about three days and pop up on the 14th. So your chances are good. Uh, I'm going to announce it next week on the podcast and announce the winner. So jump on there now. Go ahead and win yourself a $25 gift card, and you get to leave me five stars and a review. And that way, this podcast gets found by other youth workers like yourself who desperately need this kind of information. So you see. Everybody wins. So so this past month, really, I've been focusing, past four weeks is the fourth week that I've been focusing on this particular topic of rebuilding your declining youth ministry because i hear so much about it i hear a lot about you know youth groups not coming back i mean i am rebuilding a declined youth ministry and i am in the midst and in the throes of of trying to recapture that energy that momentum and helping kids find christ and we're making progress we are making progress and so i like to pass on those things that i learn to you guys, because I've not done it once. I've done it several times in churches that I've been in uh, where a lot of those youth groups were in decline or were hitting a declining point. And so I want to pass along those things to you because I have grown every youth ministry that I've ever been a youth pastor of. And that's, that's not hyperbole because whether I grew by 10 or or grew by 15 or grew by 30, or, or it took, you know, one year or two years or three years, uh, eventually that youth ministry grew because I stayed the course because I practiced certain things. And I want to pass those things on to you because I want you to have that same kind of success. And I want your students that are in your community to find Christ, maybe right there in your youth ministry, to build something that is worthy of kids coming to and your community taking notice of and saying, Hey, maybe my teenager should be going to that youth group. All right. So let's go ahead and do a little review here. I know a lot of people, their first step they want to do is they think the goal maybe is just to rebrand. Okay. All we need is a new, uh, we need a new name. We need to paint the youth room and we need to just need a logo. And by the way, that is the last, last, last lap. It's probably like step 10 uh, in, in stepwise, because if you don't cure what ails you first, it, you're going to hit the same, uh, obstacles in your youth ministry that you did before that probably caused the decline. So once again, if this is your first episode, let me just share with you the other episodes in this process that I've shared. This is a, you know, there's nothing, uh, concrete about this. These are just four steps that I'm offering that before you rebrand, uh, the process should be reimagine your youth ministry. What could it be? Reinvest in your youth ministry, decide where you're going to spend your money, your time, your energy, your resources. You restructure your youth ministry to where it can accomplish what it's supposed to accomplish. You, you restructure leadership, you restructure how things get done. And then finally, today, uh, we're going to talk about reestablishing. And to reestablish your youth ministry, you must answer the questions, Who are we? Why do we exist? and how do we reflect this? Now, this isn't something we just announce. By the way, we're going to reestablish ourselves. This is who we are, this is why we exist, and this is how we reflect this. No, that's not how that works. Uh, This is something you have to do in community and your students have to buy into that and your students have to understand that. And that is a whole process. That's something that you're never out of the process of doing because you always have new students coming in. You have students that are leaving. You have students that are moving up from kids church and jumping in, you know, into middle school. So you're always talking about these things. There's no time when you're not establishing uh, who you are why you exist and how do we reflect this? So let's go ahead and start with reestablishing who you really are. The Bible establishes who we are individually with and without Christ and who we are collectively. In my book, The Disciple Project, I suggest that you not refer to a youth group as a youth group, but in biblical terms, use words like saints, body of Christ, even living stones. Other organizations have youth groups, but the church is made up of changed people. If we try to be like every other group, we lose our unique and biblical identity. Students have to know what they are a part of and what their role is in it, not from just a spiritual sense but also from the practical sense. Who they are must not be just uh, an exercise in knowing and being. They also must know this in practice and expression. Ball players don't sit the bench. They get in the game because that's who they are. Weightlifters don't watch others lift and dream of lifting. They lift because that's who they are. Christian students don't applaud the efforts of their youth pastors. They participate in making the weekly meeting an expression of what God has done for them because that's who they are. Number two, you have to reestablish why you exist. Your reason for existing and your student's reason for existing may be very, very different. That's why you have to know in your heart why does this youth ministry exist, and then begin to help students embody that? If you're not sure why you exist, well, let me recommend uh, looking at what Jesus said and why He came. It says the thief comes only to steal and to kill and destroy. I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. John 10:10. 10, 10. I have come into the world as a light, so that no one who believes in me should stay in darkness. John 12:46 for i have come down from heaven not to do my own will but the will of him who sent me john 6:38 and i am the living bread that came down from heaven if anyone eats of this bread he will live forever and the bread i will give for the life of the world is in my flesh. These are very basic reasons why Jesus came, and you can adopt those reasons for why you exist. We exist so that people can have a full life. We exist so that uh, that people can come into the light, and nobody should stay in darkness. Uh, we exist so that we can do the will of the Father. We exist so that we can give Jesus to other people, and so they can be satisfied by knowing Christ. And so, in doing this and adopting the mission of Jesus, you find your identity. You find why you exist, and then you can begin to pass that on to students. You don't have to be creative. You don't have to be original. You can simply look at why Jesus came and begin to follow in those things. The third and final thing is reestablish your programming. Once you've gotten down that you know who you really are as a youth ministry, you establish why you exist, then you reestablish programming. And this is a good time to reestablish things like a focus on the gospel. This is your chance to reestablish the place of the message, the word of God, how you bring it. Before you start establishing a pattern, ask yourself some questions. What role did the word of God and the preaching or the message have before you reestablish things? What what do you need to emphasize or reemphasize to your youth ministry when you speak or bring the word of God to them? How does it need to be presented? You have the uh, option to say, well, how did I bring the word before? Was it dry? Was it boring? Uh, did I not use any illustrations? Did I not use slides? Did I not use this? You get to decide how the word will be presented in reestablishing how not only you present it, but how students consume it. And the last question is, how do students interact with it. In other words, is it is it just static information or is there a way for them to participate in it, either through offering to read scripture for you, or maybe you have uh, kids praying the scriptures, or maybe you have uh, an increased discussion time instead of just a rote message. And so you ask all these questions to meet the need, not only of the students you have, but the students who will come. Another area in your programming you can reestablish is your process for disciple making. When somebody responds to the tug of the Holy Spirit to follow Jesus, the question you have to ask is, what's next? This is a good time to reestablish in both physical and digital forms what it looks like for a student to grow in faith. Author Seth Godin makes this distinction between education and learning. One becomes a baseball fan, not through industrial education, textbooks about baseball, quizzes on the history of baseball, but through learning, voluntary engagement in the process. In my book, The Disciple Project, I lay out a discipleship approach built on learning not education. They actually get out and do the things that Jesus was doing. Another thing that you look at and reestablishing is maybe new traditions. If you weren't taking kids to camps, mission trips, or reach before, now is the time to place an emphasis on the value of getting students away to learn. If you have never designated a monthly or quarterly outreach strategy, now is the time to emphasize the value of evangelism, sharing faith, and welcoming others. If you haven't been taking communion, why not start? start having it once a month. If you only reestablish what you did before, you will only get the same results. Another thing you want to think about reestablishing is spiritual practices within your youth meeting. Have you been emphasizing the need for students to read their Bible, pray, be silent, meditate on God's word, journaling, or fasting? Why not implement one of these practices into your youth meetings once a month. Teach it and then do it in the same meeting. Help them understand the process and the joy of the spiritual journey. Another way you can establish a tradition is students taking their place in expressing who God is to them. As I've said, a new individual and corporate identity must allow for students to practice that new identity. If you were doing all the work before, you must reestablish that this youth ministry belongs to them, not you. You have to seek out students' passions and giftings and find out, Ways for students to be able to live out those giftings, those callings, those things that they've uh, they're specifically designed to do. If students are not challenged to take their place weekly, monthly, on a quarterly basis, they will return to becoming consumers instead of creators and active members of the body of Christ. It's possible your youth ministry decline was due to the fact that you did everything right. And the people were not willing to go along. Obedience does not always mean getting the success we desire. Establishing a youth ministry that makes disciples instead of just converts is hard work and countercultural. Listen, the more the world grows resistant to biblical teaching, the harder it becomes for them to receive a youth program that emphasizes it and follows it. That doesn't mean you shouldn't, it just means you have to adjust your expectations. And that's it for today's episode, guys. I hope that you've enjoyed this series, this four-part series on rebuilding your declining youth ministry. If it has been benefit to you, would you please let me know? My number is 205-260-7229. Send me a text. Let me know you enjoyed it. Let me know what you drew from it. Let me know your key points that you took away from it so that I can do a better job of giving you the information you're looking for. And listen, if you've been wondering, if you've been doing a good job lately, let me tell you, You've been doing a good job and you're just going to get better. So listen, don't beat yourself up. Don't be hard on yourself. Give yourself a lot of grace. If you're in a rebuilding period, that's okay. It doesn't, it doesn't define who you are. It doesn't tell you know the world that you're not a good leader. It's you're learning. And so as part of that, you just got to get up every day, pray, and say, I'm going to do my best. And I believe that's what many of you are doing is you're getting up every day, doing youth ministry, ministering to teenagers, living your life, trying to provide for your families. And so listen, don't beat yourself up. Let me tell you, you're doing a good job. And some days you just need to look in the mirror and go, you know what? You're doing a good job keep at it. That's it for today, guys. Thank you so much for listening today. Thanks for being a part of the program today. And don't forget, links are in the description. Until next time, I'll talk to you later.